Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome to Sports Day SA. Fantastic Friday in Adelaide and what a massive night it was here in town last night with the Poms doing the job on India. My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me tonight, uh, my old buddy, back from uh, oh, like from years and years and years, a long time ago, Chad. Chad Sayers is with me tonight. Uh, welcome, Chad. Thanks for having me, Bonds. It's uh, great to be here again on Sports Day SA. We've known each other for a long, long time. Like, I reckon I was your first cricket captain, too, back 100 years ago. In the D grade, I reckon, Bonds. At, um, so you're C grade? You played C grade first, I reckon? Yeah, potentially. Maybe down at the Peckers? But that's my claim to fame. I had nothing to do with your fab- <laughs> fantastic no, cricket career. I, well, I got you started, maybe. That was my, yeah. It's a little kid running around at Woodville Oval for a long time, wasn't I? So. Yeah, fantastic. Um, look, uh, we, um, I don't know, all that sexy music in the background. We are here for we're here for a couple of things, but we're here for Weeks Open Line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes. Discover different. You can be part of the show. One three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can text in on zero four two seven one five four one double six. It's time for the hot topic. Char time. The home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at char time? Explore ready-made signature range of drinks inspired by char time fan faves. The hot topic today. We'll talk about the cricket a bit later. We've got Barat Sunder Racing coming on later in the show. But uh, Magic Round, it's official. Like, we sort of knew it was, it was here yesterday. <laughs> but uh, Magic Round is not going to be called Magic Round. So, Chad, I'm going to put it to you. What do we call it? I don't have an answer for you, Bonds. <laughs> I'm not one that's all for it, to be honest. Um, You're a bit negative about it. Yeah, I am. Everyone's raving about it. I can't see the positives about it. Nine games of AFL footy in Adelaide. That's got to be good, doesn't it? I've only got my eyes for one side, Bonds, and that's the power. So I'll be going to that game, but right. I'm not sure the other eight I'll be attending. All right. So let me ask you this. Should the showdown be in that round? So should maybe the Saturday night be Adelaide versus Port at Adelaide Oval? No, I don't think so. The sole reason is because both of them games are going to attract crowds, aren't they, for the Adelaide Oval. If you play one, you're going to get 40, Okay, so you're there. doubling up. Yeah, 100%. You're double dipping for your SA sides. Right. I, th- I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of the showdown on that, on that weekend. If, you, if it's going to be a festival of footy, they're calling it. And I like the festival of footy, but I just think the draw, what's the draw card for interstate people to come and watch their team play maybe at a suburban ground, not it's, at the Adelaide Oval? There's a, probably not going to be big crowds there. Pretty good excuse for a boys' trip in the state, <laughs> isn't it? 
It depends how many of them That's... you've already used up on before the magic round. Oh, well, the single blokes can, <laughs> can travel over to South Australia, go to the Barossa, have a few wines. I can see why SA would want to bring that. They obviously don't want any other state to, to take the draw card away. So I can see why. So it is a lot of money, $13 million uh, to get magic round here. So they want to make it magic bonds. Well, let's talk about that. Is, is $13 million, do you think that's cheap? Do you think it's too expensive for the government to pay that out? That's a, allegedly what they've paid well, to the we'll, AFL. We'll obviously find out when it happens and how many, I guess for tourism, how many people come from interstate to watch it and, and what happens in that aspect. But as I said before, I just can't see how the crowds are going to make it worthwhile and just takes away the atmosphere from the game and, when we saw when COVID hit, there was no atmosphere. Like it was hard to watch footy like that. Yep. So, if there is a game and there's not that many people there, it's going to be hard to watch. I think. So they're talking six games of uh, six games at Adelaide Oval, and then three three games elsewhere. Um, what? All right. Let let me ask you this question: If Richmond are playing Hawthorne on a Sunday afternoon as the final game of round five, which it's going to be. Uh, how many people you think are going to go to the Richmond? They're both both pretty well supported in Adelaide, both those clubs. 15,000 max. 15? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon they might get a bit more than that. I reckon it might be more like 25 or 30. That's more than nearly some Port or Crows games, Bonds. Yeah. And I think you'll get people from interstate. You'll definitely get Richmond supporters coming. You'll get Carlton, some mad Carlton supporters will come from interstate to watch their team. So let's say, let's say you get an influx of maybe 10,000 people from interstate. I know, and then you add on the locals. So as a Hawthorne supporter, I'm going to that game. 100% you are. Yeah. But how many interstate members does Hawthorne I'm, have Well, well, in Adelaide? Well, I'm not sure, but but I'm sure Richmond are the same, and I can use my members, my Hawthorne members, to get in for free. I think that's a fantastic idea and smart that, that interstate members get in for free. How did it go in the NRL? Do they, they love it. draw numbers? Yeah, they love it. They they get you know they get the normal crowds that they would, but they get uh, you know you don't you're not going to play the blockbuster, so you're not going to play Collingwood Essendon here because you know that's going to be played in the state. You're not going to play Collingwood Carlton, um, but you might play Collingwood Bulldogs on a Thursday night, for example. Are you going to go to that? Does that interest you? <laughs> not at all. As a Portman, not at all. Couldn't no way. couldn't give a rat. <laughs> I am sitting at home, probably watching the first quarter and going to bed. Bonds. Well, I, I think you'll be surprised. I, th- I think it'll be. I think it'll be okay. But but what a one idea I heard today from our great friend Miles Fitzner, who's uh, over the over the border. Um, his thought was maybe retro round should be that round. So to make it a celebration of past, where old jumpers Port can wear their prison bars. We're not going into the argument, but they can wear. <laughs> Give Eddie Maguire a call now, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> but why not? Why not? Like, add something to it. I, th- I think it needs something. Um, I don't think it should be Sir Doug Nichols. Leave that because that's on its own as well. But uh, maybe retro round. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think, as you said, it's you got to add excitement to the round bonds. You can't just say, oh, we're having nine games of footy in SA. Let's add an extra round on just because. I oh, know it's because let's be totally honest, it's because of money. Oh, 100%. That's why they're adding Each extra club round on. Five hundred k. Yeah, yeah. How good's that? Yeah, every club gets half a mil, and the players get another another pay packet for playing another week. And 
and the uh, and the TV rights. Well, there's another round, so hang on, you got to pay for that. Does it go against? Um, everyone wants to see State of Origin, don't they? Vix versus SA, WA, the Allies. Get all our good players playing against each other at once. And they don't do that because they think it's t- an extra game is too much, I guess, hard work on our, on our bodies and, and what they go through throughout the season. So they're chucking another game on here just to create a magic round. Is that going against what they've, I guess, solved for not having a state of origin? Yeah. But, again, the interest in state of origin has dwindled. You think? Uh, yeah, for, especially from Victoria's side, I think. Um, and maybe the play, and especially the players. I know, I know some are keen to play State of Origin. I'd like to see it, but does everyone want to see it? Do Queensland, the Brisbane supporters want to see it? We don't worry about them, boss. <laughs> <laughs> they can stick there. Oh, <laughs> Let's have a listen to what uh, Gil had to say about uh, the launch of the round. Officially announced that the AFL will play an extra round uh, in the 2023 Toyota AFL Premiership season. And that round will be played right here in South Australia. It is a league first for the national competition. All nine AFL matches featuring all 18 clubs will be played in a single state for Premiership points. It will officially be round five of the 2023 season and the nine games will be scheduled across four days running from Thursday, April 13 through to Sunday, April 16 with dates coinciding with the school holidays nationally. Matchups, timings and venues will be confirmed upon the release of the fixture in late November um, but you know, at the risk of getting this wrong. Nothing is confirmed, but the, the the broad proposal we play here at Adelaide Oval in this incredible venue, Thursday night, Friday night, we'd have double headers uh, here on Saturday, double header here on Sunday, uh, and then you would be able to we'd play the balance of the games, three games in, in um, suburban venues in Adelaide and potentially a regional venue, and there's all to be confirmed, and we'll partner with the, the state government on that. Um, but... Uh, you know, it's pretty exciting. All entry to all of the nine matches will be free to club and AFL members. So clearly it's relevant to your specific club, but it will be free, member, free to members for your teams. And further ticket information will be released shortly with tickets on sale post the release of the fixture. So there you go. That's uh, the big man. He was in town today. Also at the SEN uh, footy launch, the AFL Nation launch. So... For Gil to drop in and <laughs> and uh, Hutchie, I think, organised that, so that was good. Um, we got a text in uh, as well, Chad. Uh, retro around one dollar pints. Do you like it now? <laughs> oh man, bonds! <laughs> Give me a dollar pint any day. I thought that. I thought that might get you across the line. As long as it's at the Port Power game, I'm there. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm not sure who that came in from. They haven't left their name, but uh, that's not a bad idea. As I said, you've got to make it exciting. You want to make it so people want to come and watch the footy. I mean, I know if they take it rural, um, they're going to get people there, aren't they? So dollar pints might get a few more.
Um, someone, another text in, uh, should be called Footy Palooza. It's <laughs> 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 not a bad idea. Uh, look, I, look, I think it'll work. I, th- I think, especially being the first one, I think, I think people will get excited. I think we'll get people from interstate. Uh, I don't think the 13 million is uh, a big stretch. It's, it's not in the big picture. It's not a lot of money. And uh, it's a lot of money for you and me, but uh, not a lot of money for, or maybe a lot of money for you and not for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, th- I look, I think it'll work. I can't wait already. And the good thing is the sample will come out and the Amateur League, they won't play games that weekend. So they'll have a bike, allowing every local footy player to go to the footy as well. Yeah, that's a great call, isn't it? You want as many people there as we can get um, on this big occasion. It is the first one, so... Um, for them not to have a round, it's a good chance after four, I guess, four or five games that they're going to have played to to give their bodies a rest and refresh, and hopefully go watch some footy bonds. All right. So who do you want Port to play in uh, Footy Palooza? Uh, give us a good game, I reckon. We'll take Geelong. Geelong. Okay. Geelong Port Adelaide on the Friday night. Friday night. Friday night footy. The power playing the Cats, and Chad's there with his dollar pints. I'll be there front and centre, Bonds. Don't you worry about that. Do you pay for anything at the Adelaide Oval anymore? Or any... How long before you get a statue there like Blighty? It's not far away, is it? Well, there's a big picture up of me, isn't there? So yeah. it's probably the next step, but I can't even get a membership, Bonds. So. That's not true. I was just about to throw it away. You're telling me you can you don't have automatic membership to the Adelaide Oval? Unfortunately not. What's How, do, how does that work? I don't know. I wouldn't mind one if we go to the test match, but... You, so you don't even you don't even have a cricket Adelaide Oval pass. What, the service what you've they're... given to this state cricket wise—that's amazing. That's got to change. I can get a footy ticket, but at the moment I can't get a cricket ticket. I'm furious over that. <laughs> let's take let's take a break. Uh, we'll be back. It's Paul Bonner and Chad Sayers on Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome back to Sports ASA. Paul Bonds and Chad Sayers with you, and you can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. It is time for our Friday forecast, Chad, and uh, all thanks to the eight seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Um, so we got the sure thing, most at stake, and doomsday scenario. So, what's your sure thing to start with? My sure thing is. That Adelaide United will beat the Melbourne victory tonight. They've been in great form, Bonds. They started off with a few draws, playing well, just couldn't get over the line. The last couple of weeks, they've just gone bang. And the two two wins, three draws, and no losses at this stage. Craig Goodwin scores again, just because he doesn't doing it for fun these days. Still a great player, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah. I just don't like their fans of Melbourne victory. They... They're a bit too aggressive for my liking, Bonds. <laughs> You're a gentleman, Chad. <laughs> uh, and we'll be crossing to the uh, uh, United and Victory game straight after this. Dominic Ange taking you through their coverage, so stay tuned to SENSA. Uh, my most, my short thing is that the Adelaide 36ers will now get on a roll. Craig Randall, the second is gone. He was a concern. 
What has happened there? No one boss. was happy. Yeah, just a little bit of a spoiled brat, if I can say that. Um, but I love you, Craig. Uh, no, yeah, he, uh, he it didn't work. So he's gone. The team's a lot happier. They'll play better basketball. They'll get on a roll. They'll win five of the next seven. How are they going to do that without that? their main point scorer? Oh, there's plenty of blokes who can put the ball in the hole, so they're fine. All right, what's your most most at stake this weekend? I've gone with uh, there's a game on right now with the WBBL, but the yes. LA Strikers they're sitting in third position as we speak. Just three games in Adelaide this weekend, Bonds. They do play the Brisbane Heater on top in one of those, but yes. if they can beat the Hurricanes tonight, win their second game. They win two out of three. I reckon they're in the final, so they have to play well at home. All right, well, let's give you the current score as well. The Hurricanes are two for 94. They're batting first. They're, uh, it's 12 overs good down. So, uh, yeah, they're going all right. Not a bad score posting. Uh, my most at stake is that the Crows AFLW team must win to give Chelsea Randall a, a chance to play in the prelim final next week. So they must win. Must win. All right, doomsday for you. My doomsday scenario. Well, Flavour of the month's been the ICC World Cup 2020, hasn't it? And you've been doing a great job there too, mate. It's well been done. good fun on SEN cricket. Um, but the doomsday scenario is if that final gets washed out on Sunday, we, we know the forecast from Melbourne's bit horrendous. 15 and 25 mil I'm hearing on Sunday, Bonds. So good day Saturday. Their, rest, their reserve day is on Monday, but at 3 o'clock time slot. So... Mm, if it rains until 5 o'clock and then becomes sunny like it does in Melbourne, All right. that is a big doomsday. Okay, rain, rain, stay away. Uh, my doomsday scenario is if Pakistan lose, does Baba Azam lose the captaincy of the white ball team? Jeez, you're a harsh man, Bond. Just putting it out there, doomsday. They're hard, the Pakistanis. <laughs> if things don't go right, they make quick decisions. He found a little bit of form uh, against New Zealand, Bonds, didn't he? But with a little bit of luck. But he did. I think he'll stay captain. All right. Uh, that's also thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partners, Toolkit Depot. Shop for a huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. And you can stream every NFL game live this season on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. And uh, we've got a couple of minutes before we have to go to a break, Chad. We, can we update? Let's update the Shield scores. The Sackers going okay today. They got they lost a toss, got thrown in at the Wacker, and at T they were two for 171, going okay. Yeah, they did. It's, it's a strange ground. It's a beautiful ground to play at the Wacker, beautiful wicket. But on day one, you can get a bit of a green tinge. And sides generally bowl first because you want to make the most of that. But the Wacker, the wicket, it just gets better and better to bat on as the game goes on. So WA will probably be backing themselves to chase on the last day. But a great start. Henry Hunt going well again. 70-odd not out, so um, I'm sure he'll post another 100. Yeah, he, he needs some runs. He's been a bit low on uh, runs in the shield, so good to see him in form and getting some runs still at the crease. South Australia, one for 171 at T. What about the other game? It's over in, two, in less than two days. Unbelievable. So Queensland have beaten Victoria in less than two days. They bowled the Vicks out in the first innings for 63, which was nuts. Uh Steckity got five for Nisa four for. Then they made 204. The two highest batters for Queensland were Sandu and Swepson. Nine and 11. So, so Sandu made 42, Swepson made 28. And then they bowled the Vicks out for 123 to win by 10 runs in an innings. 
It's actually unbelievable, that, isn't it, to get bowled out in the 60s in the first innings. It was at AB Field, generally a pretty nice wicket to play cricket at. I did watch a little bit of it, Bonds, and the bowling was good, but it wasn't unbelievable. And it was just the Victorian batsman getting themselves out, really. Oh, just, the ball wasn't moving sideways or anything. It was no, a bit of movement there, obviously. But If Gurinder Sandhu and Mitchell Swepson can get runs between true. them, you think the likes of Madison and Hanscom could as well. Obviously, Steckity and Hint, um, Nessa, very good bowlers. Travis Dean made a pair as well. And that. Marcus Harris only got one for the whole game. After being selected in the test squad again, Bonds. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, not a fantastic result for the Victorians, which makes most South Australians happy. Yeah, it doesn't matter to us, does it? We like <laughs> kick a Vic. <laughs> not really. Um, so, uh, Shield Kane coming up for South Australia. Um, in the next week or so as well. But hopefully they might be able to get some points over there in the West. They do need a win. They've shown some glimpses, but definitely a win on the board coming for the Redbacks. Let's take a break and come back with Barat Sunderason here on Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Sports Day SA in the heart of Adelaide with Paul Bonza and Chad Sayers today. Great to have the chat in and you can uh, be part of the show. 0427 154 166. That's the text line. Thanks to Weeks. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes Discover Different. Now, Chad, we have got the man with the greatest hair in Adelaide and one of the best cricket brains in world cricket is Barat Sunderason. And don't miss any of your team's matches on the T20 World uh, the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports on Sunday. Barat, welcome to Sports ASA, my friend. Hello, guys. Uh, it feels like uh, I was just sitting next to Chaddy uh, a few minutes ago, uh, <laughs> and uh, here we are. I'm, I'm nearly in Melbourne. I'm just on my, uh, what, around 80 k's away from getting into the Melbourne CBD. So, yeah, you caught me at a good time. Is uh, you driving over? I do. Look, I, I like to do this drive. Uh, uh, just, just sorry. I'm also just helping someone out. Sorry about that. No. Uh, yeah, I do like my Adelaide to Melbourne drives. I generally do it later in the year with the wife and the dogs. Uh, right. But this time around, just had a couple of my old journalism colleagues from India. So I thought, yeah, you know, make a road trip of it. Oh, fantastic. It's uh, it's excellent. Well, I'm glad, glad you're only 80 k's away, and you so far you got there safely. Uh, let's talk quickly before we get into the final. Let's talk about last night. India six for 168. Panya 63 off 33, and Kohli uh, pretty classy 50 off 40 balls. Um, but then England decide to bat as well as England have batted in any T20 game ever, with Butler making 80 and Hales making 86. What are your thoughts after the game? Uh, I mean, it was uh, a bit too one-sided after a point, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, were, at least among the English press, were surprised that Josh Butler decided to field first. Uh, it, they said they felt that it was 
a defensive call. They didn't want to risk India chasing anything down. But just the way England bowled, I thought in the first 10, 12 overs, and also the way India batted, let them bowl, I should say, uh, contributed to you know, what was a below-par score, but the way Josh Butler and Alex Hale started, um, who knows, they would have mowed down even 220 on that pitch. Uh, so, yeah, I think it, it was almost a, a clash of cultures in terms of T20 cricket. India still sort of flirting with breaking free and playing the fearless cricket that they've spoken about and, and England actually going ahead and doing it. And clearly, England were easy winners from, say, what, 50-60% of the uh, or into the game. Now, we're right, Chad here. I hope you've got your eyes on the road, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, Chad. Always eyes on the road, eyes on the ball. You taught me well. <laughs> um, you talk about them playing fearless cricket. They obviously batted with no real intent in that power play, did they? Is it, is it because Rowett uh, maybe had a target in sight and thought maybe 160 was enough? That's what he seemed to suggest uh, after the game, did he? He almost seemed to suggest that whatever they had put on the board um, shouldn't have been chased down. I mean, he suggests that he said that. He shouldn't have been chased down in 16, 17 hours. Uh, purely because he felt that his bowlers let him down, which was a little unfortunate, I would say. If I was Bhuvaneshwar Kumar or one of the other bowlers, I would have felt a little let down by my captain, to be honest. Uh, no, I think Rohit had struggled throughout throughout the tournament. He just didn't look like he was in his natural rhythm uh, at any point. And the fact that KL Rahul was getting stuck at the other end didn't help. So Rohit had to play the aggressive role or the aggressor's role. Um, and yeah, by the end of the 15th over, India just got to 100 runs. And uh, like like you saw, Chad, without Hardik Pandya, they would have got nowhere close to even putting up a decent score. Uh, so in many ways, I think India lost the game in the first 10 overs. They sort of played catch-up, but it was never going to be enough. And we always talk about the power play being so important in 2020 cricket, don't we? And we saw Alex Hales and Josh Butler just light up the Adelaide Oval last night. They... Hit the boundaries from ball one, really, and um, that's got to be a positive going into the final. Uh, a big positive, but that's been a positive for England throughout this World Cup, hasn't it? The openers have scored a lot of runs. Uh, uh, the stats, guy will, stats guys will tell you that what the middle order hasn't uh, made 60 runs or nobody's made anywhere close to 60 runs in that middle order. So they haven't really got much of an opportunity either. Uh, ben Stokes guided them home against Sri Lanka in that nervy chase. But it's been Butler and Hales uh, all along. Uh, and look, I think it is a masterclass of T20 batting. You're talking about two guys who've done it over and over again all around the world. And we saw it, right, Chad? The number of times they hit the first or the second ball away for a boundary. And Zerbe put so much pressure on the Indian bowlers. Uh, and with not much to defend, they, they just collapsed after a while. In there. So I think... Uh, that's how you need to go about T20 batting in modern-day cricket. Um, a, you need to have the skills, but you also then need to have the courage to play the way Butler and Hales did. Uh, but the big challenge for England, and I'm sure we'll discuss the final as we move on, is can they survive that new ball against the likes of Afridi and Rauf and Nasim Shah? If they do, then I guess England could well, depend, regardless of whether they bat first or second, uh, they could put similar kind of pressure on Pakistan. But if they don't, and you have a middle order which is largely untested during this World Cup. Who starts favourite in your eyes, Brat? 
Oh, uh, I, I think, look, uh, my emotional picks for, for the final are Pakistan, uh, purely because of the way they've come back into this tournament. Yeah, the Dutch did them a massive favour last Sunday. Uh, in uh, a game that Chad Sayers and I are not going to forget in the hurry. We were up and down, we were jumping uh, for joy. It almost felt like the Red Packs were winning, didn't they? That we had laid over Chaddy. Uh, you were jumping uh, for about seven it, hours, bro. I think you 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 said I wouldn't have the same amount of energy at 5:30 p.m. But there I was showing me the wrong. same level of energy, if not more. <laughs> I was putting on a show for you as well, Chad. <laughs> Trust me. No, but um, where from where they were eight days ago, nine days ago, or maybe what even a week ago to where they are now, Pakistan uh, is, is just the beauty of Pakistan cricket. That's why they uh, provide so much excitement, especially in these world events. Uh, and things seem to be clicking into place for them. Shaheen Afridi started a little sore at the start of the tournament. People were critical. Maybe they felt he was rushed into the side uh, a bit too early because it was India. Uh, but just the way he bowled against Bangladesh, not just the wickets, but the rhythm he had, the pace he was bowling at, and again against New Zealand, uh, tells you that he, he's firing the way Pakistan want him to fire. The, the rest of the team attack has been brilliant. Nasim Shah, in particular, has been one of the standouts. Uh, and then... Now that Babar Azam and Mohamed Rizwan seem to have got some flow to their batting as well, uh, just makes them such a dangerous side. Not to forget Mohamed Haris, who, uh, yeah, I mean, he's added that X factor that Pakistan have uh, so often lacked in the middle order. Uh, so they're just dangerous from top to bottom. But in a way, so are England. So that just makes it uh, a fascinating final of what has been a fascinating World Cup. And you talk about their pace attack. We saw it firsthand at the Adelaide Oval against Bangladesh, Barat. Um... The MCG is obviously going to suit them with uh, wide, wide square boundaries. It is, and the weather as well. It's already started drizzling as soon as I entered Victoria. <laughs> it's looking looking pretty grim from where I am right now, Chad. Uh, and if even let's say we get a few overs in on Sunday, or whatever happens with the weather, even the conditions will suit the the Pakistani bowlers. Uh, but just the variety they have. I mean, all four of them. And plus, then come the spinners as well. Shadab Khan, another uh, key guy for them in the middle overs. He bowls so beautifully uh, against Bangladesh and against South Africa. Uh, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, So if Shaheen doesn't get you, then Nasim Shah can get you. But not in the same way. They, they bring so many different challenges to the table. And that's what makes them such a potent bowling group. And uh, that's, that's going to be the big challenge for England if they can overcome that. So what is the, the most important aspect of the final for England? Do they have to bowl and field well, or is it all about their batting? Because their batting lineup is long. It is, and George Butler said that Adil Rashid was supposed uh, scheduled to bat at number 11. That is a long batting lineup, uh, but you often don't need 11 batters to win your T20 game, as we've seen repeatedly over the years. Uh, I think it's, it's just a question of... Uh, Somehow, playing the power play overs the, the way they just... I, I think that's how England will play the power play overs or the entire game. We've seen how England go about T20 cricket and that hasn't changed regardless of conditions or who they're facing. Uh, and that's why they pack their side up with a lot of batters as well. The, the impressive bit about England in this tournament has been their bowling. Uh, we saw in 2016 as well where they seemed like the best team going into the final. But the death bowling and the bowling altogether just wasn't good enough in those conditions. But uh, I think though there's so much focus on their batting, 
uh, it, it could well come down to you know if they have to defend the total or even if they bowl first, the bowlers would set the game up for them. Uh, they came for some tap against uh, Hardik Pandya last night, uh, but I'm sure they'll go back and come back uh, wiser. And if Mark Woods fit, hopefully he's fit. Uh, England did miss him yesterday and won despite not having him around. I think that changes the equation completely. You know, what, 31 balls over 150 kph in this World Cup. Uh, just for as a neutral, I hope he's fit. Uh, and again, that, that, that's the X factor they need with the ball. You talk about their death bowling there, Barat, but last night, Dil Rashid, he was outstanding, wasn't he? And a little cameo from Liam Livingston as well. Uh, yeah, and, and that's where, uh, you know, you and I were on air together at that point, Chad. We were surprised that uh, Rishabh Pant wasn't sent in a, a little earlier, albeit eventually it was Hardik Pandya who gave him India some chance, a semblance of a chance anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, India kind of allowed Adil Rashid to bowl the way he did, uh, but credit to him. I thought he pulled things back beautifully and, and never never really let India get away. He had to strangle on them. And then to pick up Surya Kumar Yadav uh, when it mattered. You know, it hit a couple of boundaries in the previous over. You just felt like the momentum was shifting. Uh, but then that blow is the one. I think that that was the blow for them, wasn't it? And suddenly you had two guys who you kind of could predict where they were going to hit or the regions they were going to hit too. And, and I think that's where they got through the next three or four overs without conceding too many runs. Uh, but yeah, he could well have been a uh, player of the match, Adil Rashid, if not for the way Alec Hales batted. And before we put India in the bin, Bonds, uh, I just want to talk about Yadav. How good's he been, Barat? He plays some unbelievable shots, doesn't he? Yeah, and you know, it's only India got to the final. Regardless of what would have happened, then he could well have been the player uh, of the tournament. Right? Just, uh, I think he's made a mockery of the conditions uh, so often. Uh, well, a lot of other batters have struggled, or at least have had to change their approach and their tactics uh, it, it, across the innings. Uh, Surya Kumar Yadav was just walked out and played shots from from the get-go, and uh, no wonder he's the number one ranked batter in this format. Uh, and, and you know. Those of us who saw him coming through the ranks in Mumbai thought we always knew he would play for India. We thought he would play much, much earlier, uh, six or seven years ago. But he's taken his own time to mature, not just on the field but off the field as well. And uh, yeah, what a find, not just for Indian cricket but for world cricket. What about uh, what are you looking forward to in the final? What's what's the one thing that you're going to sit there and I can't wait to see this player do this or this player do that. Um, firstly, I hope uh, I don't see much rain because I want to get back on Monday uh, or I'll get into trouble at home. So that's the first thing I'm looking forward to uh, because I don't think my, the wife gets the concept of reserve days and why I need to spend another day in Melbourne when I don't have to. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, from a from a cricketing perspective, uh, uh, like I said earlier, I really do hope Mark Wood plays. Uh, that just makes it like uh, a, a treat from a fast bowling sense, right, to see those four Pakistani fast bowlers and Mark Wood in what could be helpful conditions uh, would be wonderful. And I think that would also be an apt summation of how this tournament has been. Uh, different conditions all around Australia. Uh, the bowlers have had, had a big say at different stages of this tournament. So it would only be apt if the bowlers have a final say on this. And uh, you know, I, I predicted it would be a bowlers tournament in a way like where we end up seeing a, a lot of bowlers 
put their hand up and especially fast bowlers make a name for themselves i think that has happened but it would be good to see them yeah you know just light up the final uh, and one more time this tournament and berate you talk about the rain there's a lot predicted 15 and 25 mil i'm hearing in adelaide um obviously we don't want this game to get washed out and the time slot for the Monday, the reserve day, not a great one. It's not, Chad. And um, yeah, Sunday looks pretty grim. Uh, Monday, depending on which app you're checking as well, I don't have the Laurie Oliver, uh, Laurie Oliver, <laughs> the uh, what, what does he call it? The Rain Parrot one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can afford it anyway. So, <laughs> so uh, no, at least the apps I'm looking at, uh, it makes a grim reading for both Sunday and Monday. Uh, uh, but hopefully, hopefully we get enough play across both days to get a full game. Uh, it would be a pity if the World Cup Finals, the ten-over shootout, or even was a five-over shootout. Uh, but that would still be better than the two teams sharing the trophy, or maybe not. Maybe England and Pakistan are better off sharing the trophy rather than having to, you know, decide that uh, the winner in a, in a five-over like uh, shootout or uh, just one of those games where. You, you you know, it's a gamble. It's it's a lottery then, isn't it? So um, hopefully the weather clears. But um, at the moment, as we near Melbourne, and don't worry, I'm not driving. I just have a friend driving now. Uh, it looks very good. It just looks very, very uh, grim and uh, uh, quite needy, to be honest. And me and Bonds are both sitting here, mate, and we both want a winner. So the game better get on. And But who is your prediction for the final, mate? And <laughs> Who's going to be the player of the tour, uh, player of the series and man of the match? Ooh, all right. You really put me on the spot there, Chari. I, I mean, like I said earlier, I really want Pakistan to win. And I think I just have a sneaky feeling they're going to do it again like they did 30 years ago. Different format, different era. Uh, and player of the match, I, I, I'm going to say it's going to be Nassim Shah. I've been so impressed by him throughout the tournament. Uh, you remember him, Chari. He came here as a 15, 16-year-old four years ago or three years ago, uh, lost his mum while he was here and made his debut, uh, a lot of hype around him. And, and then he went back and has just become a better bowler with every performance or every outing. Uh, and he's come back here uh, as a white ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's really set the tournament up for Pakistan so many times. Even the last bowler, uh, last over against New Zealand, not conceding a boundary. So I'm, I'm going to pick a fast bowler. You'd be happy with that, Chari. Nassim Shah to be the Perfect. player of the match and uh, player of the tournament. Yeah, I don't know. Who do you want to... I, I'll leave that with you, Chari. Who, you, who do you want the player of the tournament to be? Virat's got to be close, hasn't he? Yeah, I think Virat Coley or maybe a Freddy. We'll go a Freddy. Got to have a finalist in there. He's been good all, all tournament. Oh, let's... Yeah. Now, oh, there, one, you one, there you go. Shaheen Shah, 3D player of the tournament. Yeah, we're all happy with that. Okay, so they can just roll that out tomorrow and uh, we can all <laughs> pat ourselves on the back. Or Sunday, I should say, and we can pat ourselves on the back. One very important question before we go. Uh, we're interested in your outfit for Sunday. Have you got something special picked out to wear to the final? <laughs> um, all I can say, Bonds, is that there will be a lot of colour on show. Uh <laughs> I, I don't really think about it uh, till till that very morning. I'll wake up. It will be an air wash day. It's uh, set up like that. It's not by choice. It's just how it, how it's worked out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once the hair is washed, it's dried. 
if conditioned, I, I'll just look into the mirror and whatever fits, fits. I'll send you a picture for sure, though. <laughs> what what color would be rocking? Green or or red? Um, you know that's that's the advantage of being me. There'll be all sorts of colors, so you, you won't be able to make out who I'm backing in. <laughs> there, yeah, there will be green, there will be red, there will be blue, there will be purple, there will be lots of colors. Maybe a little more green than blue is all I'll say. Yeah, good on you. All right, thanks, Barat. Uh, you've done a fantastic job on SEN cricket throughout the entire tournament and um, I'm sure it won't be long before we see you back here commentating some Shield cricket as well. Thanks for joining us. Safe travels over there and on your way back, my friend, and uh, hopefully the rain stays away and we get a fantastic final in front of 100,000 screaming fans at the MCG on Sunday. Thanks so much, guys, but none of that will match up to the Adelaide Oval or even the Karen Rolton Oval, the three of us and some (laughs) Redbacks. <laughs> Great to speak with you again, mate. We'll speak soon. <laughs> Have a great evening, guys. Cheers. Thanks. We're at Sunderace and now uh, our cricket guru. And we're very, very lucky to have that man here in Adelaide. And we've, we've been known him for a little while now. And such, such a pleasant human being. Like you don't get too many more guys that are, they're never down. He's never down. He's always, he's always up and about. He's always wants to talk cricket. Um, and he's always dressed in the most colourful outfits you've ever seen. He is. He's a great man. And I actually remember when we were doing 2Ks at uh, the uni loop for the Redbacks um, a couple of years ago, and I saw Barat just standing under the trees. I'm thinking, who is this bloke? just keeps watching us run laps. <laughs> and up being Barat. Got to know him a little bit throughout my cricket career, and now commentating with him. He's, he's great fun, and as you said, he's a great person. So lucky to have him. Yeah, and he jumped on the Red Legs bandwagon. He lives out at Nord, so he follows the Red Legs, and he was pretty happy with the, their win in the grand final as well. Can't hold that against him, Bonds, can no, we? No. Us Eagle supporters. No, but uh, no, he was he was um, more than happy in grand final time. Um, now, Chad, I've uh, developed a quote of the day, which I've been using, you know, on and off, on and off. But I've got one for you today. Uh, hang on a second. just got to get the music playing. One second. All right, bit of... Bit of theme music for my quote of the day. Uh, this is the this is my sporting quote. Now give me your thoughts afterwards. What you lack in talent, you can make up in desire, hustle, and giving hundred and ten percent all of the time. That was Don Zimmer. He was a New York Met. What do you think of that? Love it. Love it. Yep. So if you're not as good as one bloke, you can play more than him if you have the desire. That's right. It's, you see it a lot in sport, don't you? You see the more talented people fall out the, the back of the line quicker than the bloke who gets gets his hands dirty and works hard. So definitely a great quote, Bonds. Yeah, I, th- I think I th- what, we're supposed to give, you know, I guess I wanted to give a little inspiration and maybe there's some kids listening. And, and yeah, it, it's all about hard work, isn't it? And you're a great man to come from. It, it, it's the harder you work, the, the better you get, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And you've got to have a goal and you've got to want to reach it, don't you? So... If you do have that and you're probably not the most talented, you've got to work that a little bit harder to um, pass a bloke who is talented. So a guy can bowl 150 clicks, but he hasn't got 300 and something shield wickets like you've How many wickets do you have? 300 and what? 321. 321? Yeah. Uh, first class wickets, so. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just just have a go, kids. Have a go. Uh, we can update you with the score from Karen Rolton Oval.
And it looks like the Hurricanes have finished at four for 151. So that's a good fight back from uh, the Strikers because it was looking like they could have got to 170, the Hurricanes. Yeah, that's right. They pegged them back a bit, but still a nice total to have on the board, Bonds. Fresher, the runs on the board for the Strikers now. And speaking of comebacks, Bonds, the Sheffield Shield game going on over at the Wacker between Western Australia and before you, Yeah, before you give me that score, I'll just let you know that tyre power are Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, and they're keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Give us the Shield score. There's been a fight back from the, the Whackers. Oh, that's no good. I don't want to that. At T, we're two for 177, now five for 214. Matthew Kelly, the destroyer there. Henry Hunt out for 77. They've got to get to 350, don't they? All right, the Whackers. At least. It's a run fest there, Bonds. So with the start they got, they would have been expecting 400 plus. But so they'll be halfway through the last session there. Just sick of seeing the collapses, Bonds. They get off to a good start, get their foot in the door, and all of a sudden the door's already closed. So hopefully a fight back from Harry Nilsson and Nathan McSweeney now. It's so disappointing. They get they, they, The Redbacks get themselves in this position a lot, don't they? Too they much. get in front of the game, and then all of a sudden they have a bad session and they're behind the game. Yeah, it's, it's happened this year already in the th- three or four games they have it played. It has. At Karen Rowland against Victoria, they started well. And on the second day, they 10 and 11 put on a partnership of 70 or something. And then Tasmania, they lost four wickets before lunch in half an hour. So, what? Yeah, it is frustrating. Very frustrating. Hey, mate, it's been good to have you in here today. It's been great um, to have a Peckers theme. A Peckers, yes, the mighty Woodville District Cricket Club. We forgot to mention them, but... Uh, They'll get a win tomorrow, Bonds. Don't you worry about they that. They will, and uh, hopefully you get to play and get some polls. Five. Pfeiffer. Lazy Pfeiffer. We're heading to Cooper Stadium now, where Adelaide United taking on Melbourne Victory with Dom and Ange. So don't go anywhere. Cheer on Adelaide United to another victory. Up the Reds. <laughs> Go the Reds. This has been Sports Day SA. Bonds and Chad saying goodbye. Have a great afternoon. See you. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.